3: hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of don't blame me the last one period sure. goodbye <laughs> we're done bye we're done bye motherfucking bitches no this is the last podcast episode that is being done over zoom and if you're not like a video podcast video watcher on our Patreon, you might have like gotten so used to the Zoom and like it feels like it feels like we're in person. But when I tell you when we get together, it's gonna, it's gonna
4: <laughs> blow your mind. Be prepared.
3: Gird your loins. The bitches <laughs> are getting back.
5: Oh, so I'm so
3: excited. I am fucking thrilled. Oh, I should give you a full intro of the podcast. We're don't blame me, we're an advice podcast. You call in, leave us voicemails, and then we give you fantastic, amazing advice. And the we in question is me, Megan, and my me. co-host. Melissa. Melissa. <laughs> I don't okay. want to talk over you. Those are the moments that I that, that they're going to be able to notice a difference. Yeah. <laughs> the, me whispering, being like, I hope I'm not talking over. Uh, what a time. What a time. Uh, I'm so fucking excited. to hold
5: your hand again.
3: Here's the thing. Neither of us are like touchy feely, like <laughs> f- hugging kind of people. I'm gonna like that. It like it's what this pandemic has done is like for the people that I do like, you know, touch, and I'm okay with touching. I'm gonna be like, oh my god, can't wait to give you a hug. And then for everyone else, my aversion to touching has gone up like ten thousand mm-hmm. percent. Like now, I really don't want to touch or hug mm-hmm. anyone or any of that. But yeah. Oh, let me give you the number before we get into our talking shit, catching up. If you want to call into the podcast, you can leave us a voicemail at 310-6940-976. And international listeners, you can send us an audio message at meganpodcast at gmail.com. And we ask that you write, write down what you're going to say. Practice it. Set a timer on your phone. See how long. Because you have three minutes before you get cut off. And three minutes is like a very long time. It is. If you write things out, you'll see how long it is. Yeah, think about it like writing like when you do like speeches in high school mm-hmm. and you're Those like- long and you were yeah. like, I can't fill this time with three minutes. Exactly. You're like, uh, what do you mean? I wrote a page and a half. Like, how does this work? So make sure you include your age, you include your pronouns. And if you want to include your Zodiac sign, it has to be, you've included everything. Like you've almost included your blood type. You've almost included like GPS location, your social security. Like if you want to include your Zodiac, but you have to include everything else. Mm-hmm. Everything else. I like truly don't really care that much if you're a Taurus. Like I just don't. You used to. Well, I I enjoyed guessing. And then people <laughs> just started letting me know and like giving it at the beginning of the call and not giving other important information. And like we wasted time on like a Scorpio joke, which I'm like been there, done that. <laughs> like,
4: yeah, true, true, true.
3: Oh, 18 or over, have your parents' permission? Is there anything else I'm forgetting? No. No, it's completely anonymous. No yeah. one will know who you are except for us if we decide to like look deep into your soul, mm-hmm. your phone number. Which we have done. We have done. Sometimes we gotta.
5: We have to. We have to look back to see what else you've called in about because they usually connect.
3: They do usually connect. Then we can give better advice. Mm-hmm. But I was also thinking like, you know, that time that the girl said so there was somebody about like a family and there's like a family secret and a murder. And so naturally we tried to find No. Okay. I admit when we were giving advice, but you know, sometimes we're just a little
5: nosy. Nosy. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. And if you don't want us to be nosy, call star six, seven. I think that blocks the number, right? Yeah.
3: And then star 69 is how you call back, back. Mm -hmm. which has become obsolete now that we have caller ID. Yeah. I use star 67 all the fucking time. I think I'm the only like fully grown adult who like Still, will like prank call my enemies and just like hear them <laughs> on the other <laughs> and I will just be like, just have to like, hello, 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 and then just get like increasingly frustrated, and yeah. then I hang up and do it again. I don't do it that much if anymore. You're now in your late twenties, and no, no. excuse <laughs> yeah. me, a casting director could be listening to this and not seeing your what inter- I look like. Birthdays on the internet. <sighs> I know. How do I get that removed? <laughs> you, It's everywhere. I don't think I that it's possible for you to get it removed. I also don't think it matters.
6: I don't think so either.
3: At all. What really matters is my height. That's, mm-hmm. my, that's my biggest issue in life. My height and one boob is so much bigger than the other, but that's just my but, personal Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you can
5: slip a cutlet in there.
3: Oh, uh, I think I used to own my cutlets from Freakish, but season one, I had one pair of cutlets. Season two, they were like we got you hair extensions and we got you a second pair of cutlets and i was like oh to switch out they're like no no we're double stuffing these oreos and i was like oh yeah oh, no. <laughs> melvin made fun of me so much because you know he had to like see me and when we had to do sexy scenes it's just me in pasties mm-hmm. and He's he was like, like damn those different. cutlets are really fucking misleading and i was like you've <laughs> seen me all you see me in is like at normal times i'm wearing a tank top with no bra like you know those aren't my fucking tits uh, so funny What's new with you? You got your second shot. Would you like to mm-hmm. inform the people how how it's how it's going, how you're doing?
5: Yeah. I mean, I got my second one. I was feverish for until Monday morning. Three days. Yeah. So, um, so I got it on last Friday. Um, and then since then. I was feeling a little uh, nauseous every mm-hmm. day and kind of like on the verge of a panic attack. So I had some racing in my heart, but today I feel fine. So today is Great. Thursday.
3: That's how many days is that? It's less Six. than a week.
5: Yeah. I mean, yeah, just because I got my shot on Friday. So. Oh, it is
3: Thursday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like just right around. Yeah.
5: I was super tired. So I just yeah. slept it off. Um, luckily i didn't have that many recordings actually this is the first thing i'm recording this week which i usually have several so that is worked out
3: fuck yeah well everybody get your vaccine side effects can sometimes suck Mm -hmm. but but i mean the side effects of covid
5: (laughs) i would rather have those side effects than covid so and this only lasted a few days
3: and i'll be back in these streets (laughs) coming soon She'll be hoeing in these fucking streets. So we just went and talked for 40 minutes. Too long. We're going to have to cut this, but we're going to upload a bonus episode if you want to hear. It's all very interesting and entertaining, which is why we're not just cutting
5: it. Yeah, I think if you're on dating apps, too, you'd find it fun.
3: Okay, well, let's get into our episode. Oh, and I don't think I mentioned this, but the advice that we give, it's it's honest it's straightforward we give advice like we would give advice to each other we're the friends that you call when you want the truth and some people think we're bitchy but most of those people are um republicans who are upset that
5: or they feel personally attacked by someone else's call exactly. that had nothing to do with them i mean like don't you love when that happens that they latched on to yeah. and then the person calls back and they're like the actual per callers
3: like thank you so much that's exactly what i needed to hear mm-hmm. so we're going to start the episode with our update and this is where um a caller gives us an update on the advice that we previously gave and find out what happens
5: dun, dun, dun.
4: Dun, dun, dun. so i called in from season seven episode 21 um and i called in about um the fact that i had moved out separately and then I was moving in with my boyfriend um, and I kind of wasn't totally sure if I was correct in saying that like anything else we needed for the apartment that I didn't want to pay for. I, d- I didn't feel like I needed to pay for because I was already bringing like 75% of the stuff that we needed uh, from my place that I paid for out of pocket. Um, so yeah, that's what I called about.
3: Cool. What's the what, give us the what's what's happening what's now? The what's
4: your update? Yeah, what's the sitch So we moved in together uh May 1st. So it's been like a month. Um and everything's been really good. Um before we moved in, it was kind of you know like the weeks leading up to it. Um, and you know, we're like scheduling like couch delivery and he's like picking out a TV and stuff and um, you know, just like stupid little stuff. And he's like, Wow, like this is really adding up. And I'm like, funny you mentioned <sighs> that. Um so, um, basically I kind of just told him like, look, you know, obviously anything we need, like we're now going into this together. Um, you know, obviously we're going to split it, like whatever we need. I said, but if there's anything that like you want, like you want to upgrade and get like a crazy TV or like, you know, you need like furniture for like your little home office. Like I, one, like don't have the money to be putting out for that right now, but also to like. I paid for all this stuff. Like, you know, if you want something, I feel like it should maybe come from you. And luckily he was super receptive to it. Um, like he insisted on getting some like crazy TV. And then he also really insisted on a beverage fridge specifically for the dining room. <laughs> and I was like, okay, that's coming out of your pocket. <laughs> like totally unnecessary so like not even just like in the living room while you're sitting on the couch like specifically in the dining room specifically in the dining room i kind of, he actually came out kind of cute he made like a little bar out of it okay so now, i was like i'm ever. gonna love with you that sounds hideous but like if he <laughs> yes made,
3: if he made a moment that's like better but like point but that just sounds so fucking ugly
4: <laughs> yeah yeah he bought it and i was like um what's happening with this he's like I didn't think it out but Uh, so we fixed that but um luckily he was super receptive to it um and uh I think also just to clarify um I had moved out by myself with the intention of us moving in together like knowing that it was going to be like a temporary thing um and also I am a spreadsheet bitch Mm. so like you better believe like all finances. I'm like, how much do you pay every month for your phone? How much do you pay for car insurance? Like we have the whole thing broken out. Um, but definitely, 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 you know, if you plan on moving in with a significant other or friend, like talk about finances because like you guys said, it's such a big deal. And, um, I feel like it also just lets, you know, like if you guys are on the same level, like just, you know, same wavelength of what's important, what's not, what you can kind of handle that kind of thing. So you guys yeah. were very right. And I did wind up selling some stuff that, um, did not make it to the new place. So that was very good advice. I don't know why I never thought of that, but oh, thank yeah. you guys so much.
3: Well, thank you so much for giving us the update and calling in and uh, listening to the podcast. And it was great to Thanks talk so to you. much for
4: having me. Yeah, oh my of gosh. Course.
3: And we are back and, um, it's great. I this was one that, you know, sometimes I'm like, uh oh, yeah, this she, was like a
5: she was nervous. Megan was nervous.
3: But to be fair, like most of the time when it is things like that, it's because someone didn't give as much detail and information. And what we had said, like we were like, OK, this is OK if you're if he's like upgrading like that would make sense, like to cover the cost and then. Her being like, oh, yeah, that's exactly what it is. I'm like, okay, great. So it was the other stuff. It would have been like, bitch what? Mm-hmm. And then it would have been uncomfortable. Okay. Well, should we get into our calls? We shall.
7: Hi, Megan and Melissa. Um, my friend who's 25, he has been making me feel uncomfortable with what he talks about with me over text and just over the phone. Um, I'm 22 and we've been friends for about two and a half years. Uh, we went on to do a broad trip together pre-COVID, and our host families lived close to each other. So we spent a lot of time together walking to class and to campus, riding the bus. Um, and we got really, really close as our, our study abroad group only had, like, 17 people. Um, and so he would, like, walk me home late because I was kind of in a sketchy area. So he would walk me home late at night and um, make sure I got home safe from the bars. Anyway, um, we hung out. Um, a little bit after we got back from the abroad trip, like, throughout the summer of 2019, until he moved away to go to school across the country. Um, I have always seen our friendship as only friends, and I see him kind of like a brother. Um, though I sometimes get this feeling that he may have a crush on me, because he will blatantly call me babe over text or over the phone and, like, kind of flirt with me. And, like, always type up on my Snapchat things and, like, leave me comments and stuff. But I always brush it off and just say, ha, ha, ha. Because, again, I see him like a brother. Um, lately. He's begun talking about sexual things with me and alluding to the fact that he may want to, like, do things with me um, over text. The idea of that makes me really uncomfortable as, again, I think of him as a brother. He started mentioning, like, sex and anal over text conversation one night, and I straight up told him I was uncomfortable talking about that, and I didn't want to talk about it with him. I told him, I don't want to talk about that with you. Um, and I blatantly told him to stop and then he followed up by saying, sorry, if I made you uncomfortable, um, I thought it would be like a one-time thing and he would move on. Um, but the other day he sent me a TikTok and it was a TikTok that talked about like doms and subs and butt plugs. And it was basically just things I again, didn't want to talk about with him. I ignored the video and I didn't respond. But um, I don't feel unsafe or threatened by him. I just need help figuring out a way to make sure he understands that I don't like discussing sexual things with him before he makes it a habit. We don't talk every day, but the last two times I have to talked to him, it's been along these lines. I've also asked a mutual friend of ours who has the same relationship with him. Um, at least I think we're both just like kind of friends with him and we're not on the city abroad If he ever refers to her as Babe over text and she said no. Um, So, again, I'm just kind of uncomfortable, and I don't know if I should distance myself or anything. Any advice would be helpful. Um, I love the podcast. Hope you guys are doing well and staying safe. Anyway, hope you can help me. Thanks, guys. Bye. It is a
3: habit, and he knows it makes you uncomfortable, Mm -hmm. and he does not care. He's also not your friend.
5: No. He's not your friend. He doesn't understand boundaries. He's cr- he's continuously crossing the lines when you've told him to stop. And then he brings like he waits and then brings it up again. And just no. Like yes, you should stop talking to him because he doesn't he's not your friend. He's disgusting, quite honestly.
3: Disgusting. Disgusting because like this is like he knows you have set your boundaries and he is he is choosing deliberately to ignore them because he's like fuck your boundaries like that's what that is and it's like this is not any no like normal dude if like he's you're calling someone babe or saying like really flirtatious stuff and you're brushing it off that's like oh okay let me back off but like he can say he knows you're he knows you're uncomfortable like there is nothing that you can say or do this isn't on you to like well how do i communicate in a way that he'll like better understand like how do i really make this clear like you've done that he knows he's choosing to disrespect you like he's choose he's choosing that and that's on him and
5: then he's going even further than simply like flirting and calling you names like that he's that's like sexual taking it to a sexual place and he's harassing
3: you like that's not okay did do we know how old the caller is she said she's 22 and he's 25 Mm -hmm. yeah this is just nasty and like this can be one of those things that like hey this was one of your really close friends when you were studying abroad and they were like a brother to you while you were there and like pretend that they died there like Block their number, like, don't talk to them, like, cut them out, like, because, like, the friendship that you thought you had, and that relationship, like, that is not the relationship it is. This is the relationship it is. And, like, it's not on, like, fucking, like, women for, like, the fucking creepy-ass men who are doing this. Like, it's it's not on us to handhold someone through our boundaries and like spoon feed it to them because like they're not like sure men are dumb they're not that fucking stupid like Mm -hmm. he's he knows that this is your boundary he's not like he he hears you he knows that and he's blatantly choosing to disrespect your boundaries
5: so he doesn't care he thinks he's gonna manipulate you and bully you into doing what he wants
3: and the dom sub thing like that's like ugh. I already don't, I'm already so uncomfortable with someone who like flirts with you and like you shut it, you're not into that or you like shut it down Um, and it makes you uncomfortable or whatever. But like, there is a different level of like talking about the sexual things. That's also like he, like as somebody who's gotten like the unsolicited dick pics, to me, that sounds like he's also probably getting off on the fact that you are uncomfortable mm-hmm. and that's super fucked up.
5: It's a power thing. hmm He's trying to assert his dominance over exactly. you, which is why he was sending you that.
1: Oh,
3: it also just makes like the whole like BDSM community, like look bad when there are people
5: mm-hmm.
3: who, you know, the whole thing are is consenting. like healthy consenting stuff.
5: Yeah.
3: Yeah. Fuck this dude. Not your friend. You Don't have to say anything. I literally just say block him on absolutely everything.
5: Yeah. Creep,
3: creep, 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 creep why do men why do they
5: i don't understand i really don't
3: it's a full-time job hope it goes well i think it will because blocking yeah. is a power move yeah
5: but then there's like the there's also the problem that her other friend still talks to him
3: yeah but uh, yeah i guess the question is like are these friends that you
5: sustaining are, friends that you're around physically
3: yeah Exactly. Like if they're not around, like if they're going to maintain, stay friends with him. but like at the same time, like, I think if you, I'm, if you, you just, you said you asked your other friend, like, does he ever call you babe or like flirty or anything? If you send your friend, like, this is the stuff he's sending me. And I've said, it makes me really uncomfortable. Like if that is a good friend to you and also, yeah, just a good friend to you and like being like aware and safe, um, they would not be friends with that person anymore. Very true. I hate people. Like, well, they're not like that with me. I'm like, okay. That's you. That's so you don't care. Yeah. Okay. Gross. Should we get on to the next one?
8: Hi, I don't want to run out of time, so I'm just going to get right into it. I'm 19, my pronouns are she, her. So I used to have a very toxic friend in middle school. We went to different high schools, so it was really easy to naturally drift apart. We don't talk anymore, but we still follow each other on Instagram. And every once in a while, she'll always comment or DM me saying how much she loves me and how she'll always love me and how she's so proud of me for getting in university. I didn't mind the messages at first because we aren't friends anymore, but I can tell that she wants to be nice and keep in touch. Fast forward to today, we didn't talk for over a year and she recently DM'd me with a video where she said an inside joke that happened in sixth grade. And I'm going into third year university now. It's been almost a decade where we haven't seen each other. And I feel like she's still clinging to our friendship in the past. And along with the video, she messaged me saying that she's proud of me. I don't know why because I didn't achieve anything recently. But I've been on a social media break so I've been logged off Instagram for a while and when I logged back in, I even saw that she DM'd me again telling me to watch her video because she saw that I didn't open her DM yet. I hearted her messages and just replied lol because I didn't want to be mean, but I always make sure I message her in a way that won't spark a conversation if that makes sense. Like I said, she will only message me every once in a while, but every time she does, I just get more annoyed. I never told her that I didn't want to be friends anymore because I thought we would naturally drift apart and we did, but I didn't think that she would still message me. For context, I don't like being confrontational unless I have to. And we live in the same general area. So if I were to bump into her, I feel like it'd be so much less awkward knowing that we just drifted apart rather than me straight up telling her I didn't want to be friends. That video was the last straw and I decided to unfollow her and I also made her unfollow me, but I'm scared because she knows where I live and I don't think she's going to do anything extreme She's still a reasonable person despite being extremely toxic, but I just don't want to provoke anything or have her DM me asking me why I unfollowed her. I don't know why, but I feel scared for some reason. I don't even do anything to make her think we are still friends. I don't like her photos or comment or message. She's always the one commenting or DMing me first every once in a while, and she just can't take a hint. So like I said, I unfollowed her and made her unfollow me. So I'm just waiting to see what happens. But I still want to know what you guys think. Thanks. Uh, So
5: my first instinct was to say, like, just restrict her. But then you said you already (laughs) unfollowed her and stuff. But that (laughs) reminds me of my friend from um, high school and college who is very toxic, very much trumpet out here um, still. Doing Mm -hmm. it and and I had like just muted her, but then she just I got so fed up with things that I knew she was still saying that I wanted to make a statement to let her know that I did not want to be friends with her anymore because she was still like messaging me, like checking in on me and stuff, and I was never forthcoming. I stopped even when I would like go home. I never, I haven't reached out to her in years because I didn't want to see her. Um. So and I made sure because my mom is always like posting that I'm at home on Facebook. And Mm -hmm. I was like, do not post anymore when I come home. But um, I at first had restricted her. But then I, like I said, wanted to make the statement. And I just blocked her and had her unfollow. I did the unfollow first, but then I was like, I might do the thing where I check in to see like what she's saying now. And then it would just become me spiraling into disliking her more so I just blocked her on everything and just let it be
3: (laughs) well blocking is um a complete sentence Mm -hmm. so I think like I don't want to like freak you out more caller but like if you wanted to avoid if you wanted to be like oh we just like I don't want to have to tell her I don't want to be friends like you did (laughs) like Mm -hmm. when you blocked her and had her unfollow you like that made a statement now and so
5: like when i was making the statement too mm-hmm. if you just wanted it to be so she wasn't seeing things and you didn't have to respond and she didn't know when you had read things you should have just restricted her but now
3: yeah the, so the the line has been drawn <laughs> i think why you're scared is because like you accidentally did something very confrontational mm-hmm. which like is is blocking and i think like would it be great if it was like oh we just grew apart sure but like that's only one half of you so I think like while that can be nice and I don't want you to like think you I don't think you did the wrong thing in blocking her I think that's the right choice you should like should have made I just don't think that (laughs) I don't think you realize that like that's all you have to do you don't have Mm -hmm. to have that conversation um and Sometimes with these kinds of friends and stuff, like there is, especially toxic friends, like there is no polite and like cordial way to do it unless you both are simultaneously on the same page. Or you're lying about it. Like, she might lie about... It. I've had, like, friendships where, like, not friends with that person anymore. And, like, from, like, friends of friends I'll hear around, they're like, oh, yeah, they said, like, no bad blood. And I'm like, that's literally not at all true. But, like, they're just embarrassed. And they don't want to, like, admit to that or say that, like, it ended... It was dramatic. And, like, you know what I mean? And so that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. But, yeah, I think ending friendships, like...
5: <sighs> you, you gave her hints. She didn't pick up on it Also, like you being scared that she's going to show up at your house. Has she shown up before? If she hasn't, I don't think that that's going to be an issue. Um, But if you feel like she is, then you just need to write up a statement of what, like, be prepared in case she does come, because then that will minimize the dread, I think, or in case you run and tear around town. Um, Yeah, you just have something just like I we just grew apart and i don't want to be friends anymore um you're going to have to say it if you do see her face to face or you're going to have to turn around and run away
3: i've done that i've hid mm-hmm. i think that's fine like you're allowed to hide if you like see you someone you, from like- somebody we saw on the podcast we had on the podcast one time oh my god i forgot about that Yeah. Sometimes these friendship things, like it is, it is awkward and uncomfortable. And I think like, yeah, if you see her in person, you're going to have to say something. And I think what, what you say is like, uh, I'm sorry if that hurt your feelings. I just like, I know that we have like a lot of history together, but like, we just don't really mesh as friends. And I'm like, I wish you the best, but I just don't have an interest in like maintaining a friendship. And yeah, like, I'm again, I'm sorry if that hurts your feelings, but I just want to be like upfront and honest with you. And that's if you see her. And that's on that. Best of luck. Fuck toxic middle school friends. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Okay, let's take a quick break and we'll be right back.
0: Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore.
3: We are back from our break, and it's time to get into the calls.
6: Hi, Megan and Melissa. I am 24, I use she, her pronouns, and I am a Leo. I'm basically calling today because I feel like I'm not steady enough in my life to seriously date anyone, if that makes sense. Um, I've kind of been in this situation for a few years now, and it's beginning to make me feel a little bit lonely. So I had a boyfriend from 16 to 21 who was great but it ended after it ran its course I took some time after that um just for myself which was awesome and everyone definitely should do that after a breakup if they can but then once I was ready to get back into dating I was graduating university and I was set on moving elsewhere in the country if not internationally So this made me resistant to start anything serious because I was leaving and I didn't feel like I had enough time to build a serious relationship. So I just didn't really know what to do. But I met a guy I really liked during that time and we both wanted to be serious, but we avoided making it serious. Um, So we pretended it was casual and it was really messy. Definitely wouldn't recommend anyone do that. So I had a bad experience with that. And then I moved away and COVID happened and I've since come back. Um, After I came back, I started dating a new guy who I honestly like way more than I expected to. I just kind of found him on dating apps when I was bored. Um, We met eight months ago and have been exclusive for about seven. So I'm now in a situation where I'm deciding what I want to do when I finish grad school in a couple of months with the main options being continuing with a PhD in person at the school I'm virtually attending, which is halfway across the country, or working somewhere, maybe here, I'm not sure. The guy I'm currently seeing is really supportive and sweet, but he's kind of been in my shoes before, which makes it hard. Um, He kind of feels like he's holding back from getting too attached to me because he is scared that I might be leaving. I've talked to a therapist about it, so I kind of just want general advice um i feel like i sh- just shouldn't date anyone and i should be alone to avoid hurting myself or them i'm always candid with anyone i date about the fact that i might leave but it still sucks i basically just feel lost because it's like i can't have feelings for anyone because it's inevitable that it will end because of me and it just seems impossible to expect for someone to want exactly what i do and i'm not really sure if I can compromise my professional or personal goals in a way that is settled enough to date anyone seriously. Um, If you guys have any advice, I'd really appreciate it. Thanks.
3: I think the thing is, is that like, it sucks that like things just kind of have to fall into place when you're dating. Like all of these things have to like serendipitously happen and all of that. And I think because you had a really long-term relationship and you've kind of taken that break emotionally you're you're like okay I I I, I'm ready to do this again but your life is not there yet and Mm -hmm. like that sucks because then you do feel I don't know emotionally like that that's it's really hard but that is kind of what dating is it's that sweet spot of like being emotionally and like physically available and like being able to do that. And I think that a lot of the time people, people try to combine. So it's like, okay, I'm taking a break, I'm not going to date, and I'm going to throw myself into work, but like, you're, it's, you're doing school. And so that's like on a specific timeline. So now that you are ready to like, yeah, seriously date someone again, your life kind of is un unpro- you haven't decided what you want to do. I think it's completely valid that this that the, the, the guy that you're seeing um, is holding himself back from like really diving deep into like those feelings. I think subconsciously you probably are too, but I don't know if my I think I mean to be fair, my first advice is not like oh yeah, you don't date. It's make a decision about what you're going to do because that will, that will spare everyone's kind of feelings. And then I would, you might be someone who doesn't like to casually date or you might be someone who like had been in a long-term relationship for most of like the, for, for most of your formidable years, and then you had one casual thing that didn't really work, that doesn't mean that casual relationships don't work for you. It could mean that. But I think like, like if you decide to go to this PhD program, you are abroad. How long are PhD programs?
5: It depends on the program.
3: Okay. Because I was gonna say like, I think like if you want to try casually dating again, and like, <laughs> I would also say that like, really establish before like establish solo what casual dating is to you versus like oh him and this person who i'm dating we're going to talk about this together first like establish what you want don't go into a date and be like oh what are you look like what are you into? okay we'll do this and you kind of come up with that because that's you kind of need to treat these men like these are my shots if you fit into what i'm doing like great, cool. Like maybe it's like a random hookup, like sleep around, like fuck buddy, like anything like that. But also you could be someone who just doesn't like to casually date. And then I would say, I don't think that there is any harm considering you say you're really transparent at the start. I don't think there's any harm in dating someone for two years seriously, and then breaking up. Like as long as there's communication throughout all of this, I think it's better if both parties are consenting to be in a relationship and like knowing that, Hey, I'm only going to be here for this amount of time. I don't think that that's, I don't know. Like, I I mean, I probably, like, if so- I met somebody and was like, oh, I'm only going to be here for two years, I would probably still date them. Like, yeah, if I, I mean, really wanted to. And
5: you don't know, like, in two years, things might be completely yeah. different for their circumstances as well. They might be, like, right, they might say, okay, you do that and I'm coming with you. You mm-hmm. don't know what life is going to be. But, like, for me, um, I knew, like, emotionally a couple of years ago, I was ready to date, but because of my job that I did, I just did not have time. And so I had to weigh what was more important to me. So, and people were like, well, you can make time below. I was like, no, I physically cannot. I know what my limitations are and I can't put like that much time into it for me. But if it's important, you just have to figure out what's important for you.
3: Mm-hmm.
5: No, it's I, true. Yeah, I, I don't, I think like, Thinking about, and you don't even know if you're going to do this program either. Yeah. So I think making the best decision for you as far as what you want with your career and then everything else will fall in place.
3: Yeah. And I think it can suck to feel and know that someone's holding themselves back emotionally, Mm -hmm. but that's like, that's their right. And that's like, they know going into this that this is what they need to do to protect themselves. And you both kind of knew that, going into it and like I don't think you should like factor this person into your decision because it doesn't it sounds like right now that that's not even really on your Mm -hmm. mind which I think is like great don't don't factor this person in but but yeah like this is if you're going to date someone and let them know that this is going to be time line or this is how long you're going to be here or it might be on any of this and they consent to that that is also usually under like the pretense that they're they're going to adjust certain things to protect themselves because mm-hmm. they know that and yeah. the same way that you probably do but it's probably just harder when you're seeing it and you're feeling it on the receiving end that that can be hard but i'm sure that sky probably feels the same way about you he probably feels like yeah there's definitely some like like this, arm's length between us because neither of us really want to hurt the other person. Yeah, you don't want to hurt yourself, and you also don't want to hurt the other person. But yeah, this it does suck to say that like there is like I love Mott so much, but like I like I knew I'm like if I want my my career will not stay the same trajectory if I start dating someone, especially because like what both of us, what I was doing at the time, and like what both of us, like I'm creating my own shit. Like so, if I don't do it. No one else has got, like, mm-hmm. that's not going to, ha- like, it's not going to happen then. And so it's not like a normal, like nine to five job or something. Like, yep. I same have to, me. if exactly. I'm not
5: working, it's not going to get done.
3: Yeah. Like if I'm not doing it, it's not mm-hmm. like someone else is going to do it. Or it's not like, I'm not reporting this to anybody. Like, if I'm not doing it, it's I'm not, not making gonna- money. Yeah. Exactly. And so that's like the exact same thing. And like, that was like, at a point I was like, I want to do this. And like, if I didn't, I'm sure I would have spent more time doing like work kind of stuff. But like, it, it's about like what fulfills you. And like that changes. Like it changes of like, I've done this for X amount of time. That's really fulfilling. It doesn't fulfill me in the same way anymore. This is what's really missing from my life. I want to focus my energy on this. And then eventually, once you get comfortable in a relationship, you can, they, that can maintain and continue to fulfill you. And you're still like obviously working the whole time, but like you can still do all, all of those things. Like it adds at e- these ebbs and flows. And it's just harder when you're younger and those decisions are abroad and like moving and those mm-hmm. things. Cause it's not like law school in the same city where it's like these are going to be a lot of really long nights and I'm going to be not wo- like we're going to be a little emotionally distant, but we'll be physically close. But to be emotionally and physically distant is pretty, it's pretty hard to maintain that. Yeah.
7: Okay. Hi, Megan and Melissa. Um, I'm 22 and I'm starting to date women for the first time. Uh, I realized there was a pandemic. I was gay and once I was vaccinated, I planned a date with this girl from Bumble who was 22 or 21. Um, things felt like they were going really well, clicked, and it was the most comfortable I've ever felt on a date. It really was like completely different from. Any of my experiences with men, and it felt like so validating, and we had like such a good time, like it was amazing. And since then, we've gone on two other dates. They were really fun. They were very gay, and again, like on these dates, it felt like we clicked. Everything just felt really easy. I wasn't like anxious. I didn't have like a pit in my stomach like I had with men, and it was just fun. And I felt like we were really connecting. And at the end of the third date, we even said, you know, like I really like you, I really like you, whatever. But in between the dates, it seems like she's really distant. She doesn't really feel like, like it doesn't seem like she really isn't interested in talking that much, um, texting, whatever. Um, And now she's going to an internship in New York um, this summer, and she really hasn't indicated whether or not she's interested in keeping in touch. We've only been talking for like three weeks now, but it is just like. (laughs) they've been through really great weeks. I just, I'm kind of not sure where things are going from here. Uh, we don't get to see each other again before we leave. And I'm really disappointed about that, but I understand she's got a lot of friends that she wants to see and spend time with before the summer. So I'm trying to, you know, not to be too bothered by it. And part of me just feels like Maybe this is just a sling before she left for the summer, but at the same time, she hinted at going to this art exhibit together in October. So I'm just, I'm very confused. And I'd like to know your perspectives of like, is this something or am I making it to be bigger in my head? And I guess, like, how do I know when somebody's actually into me? Like, what, yeah, like, I don't understand how to figure it out because I feel like I'm getting mixed messages here and I just don't understand. And I guess I've like also, so I just appreciate the time that I had with this girl and be over it, be done, and move on. Okay, I guess that's it. Also, I'm a Capricorn and she's an Aries. Love y'all. Bye.
3: I just have to start by saying, she sounds so happy that, like, make, like, I I am not a warm and fuzzy person. That made me feel warm and fuzzy. Like, I can hear her smile. Happy Pride. Like, uh, oh, and it's fitting. Mm-hmm. Happy Pride June. Oh, uh, that makes me so happy. Um, I think like my instinct is thinking that like she has backburnered you in, but put you on, like put on your favorite burner. Like she frontburnered you. Like it's like a very night, like I'm not getting this like, oh, I want to keep you around. Like I'm going to string you along kind of thing. Like what I'm getting is I met this really great girl. I have this internship over the summer um, and I'm not really gonna get to spend time with her. Like beforehand, we've only known each other for a couple of weeks, but like, I'm still interested in her. And when I come back, like I would hopefully really like to date her again. That's like, go on a date with her again. Like not like, but not like, I want to date you continuously. I think that like, you guys hit it off really well and it's just a kind of a weird situation because it's not like oh i we i didn't really didn't really get along i don't really like her i'm going to like do this but it hasn't been long enough that like there would be any sort of commitment or like promise that there's going to be something there afterwards
5: yeah i get that vibe too i feel like she you guys went on a few dates and she's and she's and it might be like you said she doesn't really communicate well through text messages, she might be one a person that's better um on dates but she might not have seen it like tur- like this was like just going on a date she didn't didn't see it turning into something bigger and I don't want to put like have this come off as off the wrong way but because this is the first time that you've gone out with a woman You might be putting more emphasis on this because you feel so comfortable than when you've gone out with men in the past.
3: Yeah, it could kind of feel like your first date all over again, where Mm -hmm. it's like, oh my God, like all of that kind of excitement that you don't have, (laughs) you don't have the jadedness that you have. This is like, it's a whole brand new experience Mm -hmm. to that. And I think you're right like that. It is the, like she said, it's such a validating experience that like, oh, this is what, this was what was missing. This is what I was supposed to do all along. And kind of like the first time you fall in love where you can relate that to one person, like that power is not in her. Like that power, pa- like, and it, I I, I can totally see how like the first time, ta- like, it's like the first time you orgasm with somebody, like, and then you're like, oh my gosh, like it's, oh, no, that was me. That's not necessarily like this other person or yeah. you. But I would also say that like, I think, the communication, the lack, the lack of communication thing might also be to kind of set up that boundary of like, I'm going to be gone in like New York doing this internship. Like, I think you're really cool. And like, would definitely be down to like, go on another date with you when I get back. But like, I don't want to keep up. I don't want you to have that expectation. Like, you know, when you first start talking to someone and then they're like, they text all the time Mm -hmm. and then you like date for a while. And then it's like, oh, you don't do that. Like, what do you mean? Like, maybe she wants to, doesn't, wants to maintain that like, this is I don't want you to think that we're, we're like three, like, uh, like 180 miles per hour for three weeks. And then I'm gone. Right. Like that's devastating. Like, I think that this is like the, I think it would probably be helpful if it was communicated to you that that was like what she's saying. But I think like, when you ask like, how can I know like you straight up just have to ask and just say, say that. And I, Yeah, like I like I like you. I wouldn't (laughs) I wouldn't do it here because like this is again like an internship and it's not like sure you can meet someone when you're having an internship, but like it's also like I'm sure it's probably just like a lot of work and just focusing on that stuff. And all of my friends who had New York City internships hated them like we're miserable.
5: I can't even imagine going now.
3: Can you I? Awful. Mm -hmm. Awful full. But yeah, I think that like, if you can end things on not end things, but like you've left off with this person, like on a great note, I would maybe say, text them and be like, Hey, I know, um, I can kind of like, I've kind of alluded, or I've kind of like, I've kind of picked up on and tell me if I'm wrong, that you're not like necessarily a big texter. Like, I don't want to like, obviously bother you when you're in New York. Um, but if you like, do want to text or you ever want to text, like I'm always around if you want to hit me up, but like, Have so much fun, like, and I'd love to see you when you get back if you're interested and just kind of leave it there Mm -hmm. because then there's no expectations of maintaining anything away. And I also am like, I'm very against people, um, not like long distance relationships where you meet like separate and then you come together. I'm not, I don't like the kind of relationship where you meet and then you're like, where you develop a relationship almost entirely over text before you get to know that person. And then they're coming back like immediately after, like that to me is kind of just a recipe for disaster.
5: Yeah, I think that you should use this summer to explore more because this is new for you and you can date other women and just see 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 how you like that. Mm-hmm. I I don't think you should like feel like you need to be in a relationship with the first woman that you've dated.
3: Yeah. And I, I think like, like you said, like that, that feeling you get on a first date where you're like, you felt so validated, mm-hmm. like have as many of those moments as, as possible as you can. And I think this is like, even if this person doesn't end up being like a massive, like your for, like your big love or whatever, you can always look back on like your first date with a woman being that's like really fantastic and wonderful experience and i think that's like a i think it's a great thing and yeah yeah, enjoy your summer hoe it if you want to hoe it hot
5: girl summer man Mm -hmm.
3: oh happy makes me so happy i've also heard that that's like apparently i mean i've heard that through tiktok that that's like a a large like people are thinking that that's going to be like a lot of people come out of the pandemic Yep. Also, because there was, there was a thread on Twitter about it, and it was like, "Oh, women who like realize that, like, when they're not forced to be around men all of the time, like, oh, I actually, they they actually don't like men that much." And uh-huh. it's like that makes it makes that Wonder Woman Island make so much sense. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, yeah, they're not there. You're not thinking about them. Like, okay, I get it. I get yeah. it. Ugh. Well, congratulations on all of this like self-discovery and you sound so happy and I'm so happy for you and happy pride. <laughs> Don't blame them. So this is where someone else, a listener will call in and give their own advice about a previous call from a, a previous episode. So if they have their own personal insight or they 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 are they have something that we missed that they thought about or they've just got personal experience friend of friend experience or they just love the sound of their own voice and want their opinion heard which relatable that's why I have this fucking podcast
7: <laughs> uh, so oh. what episode is it from
5: uh, they talk about it in the call so we'll just get into
7: it okay hi Megan and Melissa I was calling in actually for a dumpling stem um from. Season 7, episode 26, your most recent episode, the girl who's getting married, congratulations, by the way, but has, like, the curvy uncle and, like, the bitchy aunt or whatever. Um, So, yeah, I just had some advice to offer about that. I actually just got married um, a couple of months ago in April um, after my whole family and my now husband and I were fully vaccinated. So, my aunts and uncles actually did not attend my wedding um, and neither did my dad, but that's another story for another day. If you want to ever hear about that. Um, But I, I do have some aunts and uncles that are pretty shitty people just all around. um, Just the decisions they've made, some have been arrested for things and I didn't really want them at my wedding either. So I totally get how she feels um, and I can relate. So I, my dad and my mom, they're divorced, but they both helped financially with the wedding. Um, and one thing I do have to say is that just because they're helping financially does not mean that they should get to make decisions for your wedding. And the way that I went about that is that I had a, a very point blank conversation with my parents. Like, are you helping out of the kindness of your heart or are you helping with the expectation that you're gonna be making decisions because if it's with the expectation you're gonna be making decisions, thanks but no thanks. I would like to plan my wedding how I want to. Um, So definitely go ahead and clear the air there. I think though, as far as how to go about the situation, um, I think if your mom is on your side and you feel comfortable approaching your dad with her, definitely use that to your advantage. I think it's nice to have somebody in your corner because one that makes you feel validated and you feel like you're not crazy for not wanting them there Um, because I felt the same way. Uh, But I think Megan and Melissa are absolutely right. When I got married, I was not paying attention to anybody, even though my own dad and aunts and uncles weren't there. I literally didn't give a fuck. Like, I was not paying attention to that. You're so wrapped up in marrying the love of your life and enjoying that day and dancing and drinking and eating you're not worried about them um uh, so I think you just need to evaluate how much it would actually bother you because from you know hindsight is always 20 20 and looking back I wouldn't have cared like I didn't care that there were people there on my husband's side that I didn't really care to be there and my own aunts and uncles and my dad didn't show up and at the end of the day I still had the best time
3: makes total sense to me I think all of that, all of that makes a ton of, a ton of sense. Weddings are, yeah. I also think that like, what I mean, I also am a fan of like the idea that weddings should be multiple days so you actually can see everybody, but that can work in your favor if you don't yeah. want to see certain people. Yeah. And that also
5: gets pricey too. So.
3: Yeah. That, yeah. I do. Those are my favorite. I mean, that's a lot. Maybe it's just simultaneously Monson's friends who did a destination wedding that was a couple days. Everybody just extended for a couple days. I just think I also liked it because I like love them. So maybe that's part of the reason. But yeah, I mean, I think all of his friends, it's like three day affairs, everything. Yeah, like everything's like three to four days. That is it for our episode. I hope you all enjoyed. If you want to call in for an upcoming one, you can leave us a voicemail at 310-694-0976. International listeners, you can send us an audio message at meganpodcast at gmail.com. All the same rules and requirements apply. Please be 18 or over. Have your parents' permission. Write it down. You've only got three minutes. Practice it. Get it all out there. And give us as much detail as possible. I had a brain fart. Could you tell? Mm-hmm. Just like stop. Short and got like fuzzy in the eyes,
5: but also I did too. So I didn't know if it was no, it me was or both you. Of us.
3: If you want to watch the video version, we're on Patreon. Also, if you just want to support the podcast, we have live streams that we do on our five dollars tier. Only five dollars a month, twice um a month. We do these live streams. They're really fun. What did we talk about last this past week?
5: Well, we talked about Ellie Kemper. <laughs>
3: Oh, my God. We all learned about it was like breaking news at that moment. So it's literally just like 15, 20 of us all like typing sounds like what? What are you? Because you were like, you're like, Melissa,
5: what's going on in your glasses? And I was like, uh, everyone just go look up Ellie Kemper.
3: (laughs) It was great. And it's the best. So that's our five dollar tier a month. And if you ever if you want to do more, you can always input how much more money you would like to do for supporting our show and there's no requirement to join the live stream so if you're like hey i'm a financially responsible making making dollars bitch and i would like to support your show but like i don't really like i'm too anxious or i don't really want to have like that stresses me out you don't have to come it's okay think of it like an open invitation whenever but we're gonna keep inviting you but like Mm -hmm. you don't have to come and even if you never come we will never think less of you right you know it's always the way it should go and leave us a review on the podcast app. Should we see if there's any new ones? Sure.
5: Been listening for three years. Webkin's lover. Was that right? You are correct. Was it? Does it mean something?
3: Yeah. It's like, um, it's kind of like, do you know what Neopets is? Yes. It's kind of like Neopets Club Penguin, but you would like, it was like, you could buy a, a, like a stuffed animal and then it also existed in like your like the game, like on like it. Okay, it was um what what do you fucking call it? Uh, multi vertical cross platform, <laughs> cross platform integration. It's great. Okay, I have been following Megan
5: since Megan Rosette halls, and I love this podcast. Good to hear their perspective, and know other people experience the same problems as you do.
3: Hell yes! Thank five you for stars.
4: The
3: <laughs> dramatic <laughs> reading. But I we're happy to hear it. We love the reviews. Um, and if you feel so inclined to leave a nice review, please do. It, it helps us a lot. Rating a five stars, and then also wherever you listen to podcasts, subscribing that also helps. Trying to get those ads, y'all.
7: Because
3: mm-hmm. again, we're not barstool. Thankfully. Well, um, okay. We will see you all next time. Bye. Don't Blame Me is a production by me, executive produced by Melissa DeMonts, edited by Katrina Henning, and music by Ryan Hunter and Giacomo Picasso